Welcome to the second series of The Slice, a weekly pick-me-up podcast covering everything from work woes to self-care. Brought to you by myself, Tara Starlet, And me, Megan Morass. We bring you bite-sized segments to get you motivated every Monday morning. The Slice podcast is a motivational tool to build your morning routine around, so you can start your day on the right foot and kick ass all week. joining us today we're really excited to be here i've got megan with me my co-host it's tara here we've got africa brooke today who's our guest who we're really excited to hear from on the topic of self-sabotage we've also got my little fluffy dog carlo scrumping around on the floor so if you hear some little sniffler snuffler noises in the background that's her and i'm sorry about that she's very cute (laughs) (laughs) and we'll try not hopefully she won't interrupt us too much so back to the topic at hand today africa brooke is here with us to talk about self-sabotage what is self-sabotage so i say all the time when people ask me this question that self-sabotage is when you consciously or subconsciously get in your own way Mm. so when you pull the plug as soon as you're getting closer to something that you actually want something that especially when it comes to goals when you're kind Mm. of getting closer and you're on track you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable and you do something to take it all away Mm. to kind of take it away from yourself if you will even like i guess a lot of this happens unconsciously right yes most of it most of it happens unconsciously and i think it it manifests in so many ways so it could be procrastination is a very very big one it could be delaying when you really know that you need to do something and Mm. that is actually going to make your life so much easier but you're just putting it off right and it could be comparison comparison is a very big one because Mm. that is a form of self-sabotage when you stop yourself from doing the things that you really want to do because you're comparing yourself to so many other people Mm. it's also just being fearful of doing the things that you really want to do Mm. and in your work as a mindset coach and speaker do you come across self-sabotage regularly is it is it is it more common i don't want to ask this question but i'm going to is it more common in your female clients than your male it is 100 which is why in my work as a mindset coach i mainly work with entrepreneurial women or women who are business owners founders etc it is much much more common much more common and i know it's it's a lot to do with kind of just on a societal level the fact that women haven't really for a lot for a long time been in the positions that they are now yeah we haven't really given ourselves the opportunity to really get the things that we desire or mm. especially when it comes to let's say business but self-sabotage is very very common with women mm. oh my god this is resonating so much for me <laughs> like i even like in my personal relationships yeah. in my business relationships self-sabotage is a big problem for me and also the problem that I find is that I do it and then I realize I've done it so the actions already happened I'm like backpedaling like shit 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 (laughs) and then I'm like oh no it's happened fuck okay (laughs) (laughs) oh no okay well we're so excited to have you here so thank thank you you so much Africa is hugely inspirational guys we'll give you all her Instagram handles but honestly Tara and I were kind of reciting her Instagram post before she arrived this morning and (laughs) both of us were like 
she can just read out her Instagram. It's so good. <laughs> um, so, kicking things off. Sure. Morning routine. So, yes. talk us through your morning routine if you have one. Mm-hmm. And also something that I wanted to touch on here was, certainly my morning routine can sometimes be a bit self sabotage focused as in if it gets off to a bad way bad start I almost feel like I just allow that to sabotage the rest Mm. of my morning so it'd be amazing for you to share with us what your morning routine is and also can you change the game yes absolutely (laughs) so me with a morning routine I don't actually have a solid morning routine and you know what I tried forcing myself to have that structure because I would read articles, listen to podcasts, watch motivational talks that said you need to have a morning routine that is similar to Oprah's, Elon Musk, they wake up at 5am, all the successful people. And you know what? I really forced myself to to do something that didn't feel natural to Mm. me, something that wasn't actually beneficial because I'd wake up feeling very tired because that's not my default to wake up at five or six unless I absolutely have to. But what I realized actually did work for me was just having a mindful morning. And as I was saying before we started recording, that even when you think of the language behind that of morning routine, where it sounds very, it sounds quite clinical. It sounds like you have to do this thing, this routine. Whereas if you look at it as a mindful morning, it can take whatever shape. A shape that actually benefits you, of course, a shape that is more intentional, but there isn't that rigid structure structure of you need to wake up at 6am, start journaling by 6.30, then you, it doesn't have to look like that. You know what, that's really, really helpful because Mm. sometimes get, you know, actually Tara always says to me, I prioritise sleep. Yeah. And no one had ever said that to me before because I am classically one of those people that's like, well, Brené Brown says she should do this and Oprah <laughs> says she should do this. So I like try everything and I've figured out that a slow morning is really good for me. 100%. But if I finish an event at 10pm and I've got a call at 8am with Australia, yeah. I'm fucking staying in bed until 7.30. Yeah. I'm not getting up at 6 and having a two hour. I need to have that sleep. Yes. And I think being... I often find that self-sabotage is also giving myself a hard time, like, oh my God, you haven't got up at six, you Mm. haven't done this, you haven't started your day off. creating unrealistic expectations for yourself that then you fall short on, and then you're like, see, I told you, you couldn't do that. Right, right, and I call that, um, for myself and with my clients, I call that the cycle of shame. It's kind of, we create this cycle of shame, whereby we know, you, you know exactly what your patterns are, you know what your habits are, but we still set these very unrealistic expectations Mm. and then we berate ourselves Mm. for them and then we do the same thing. So it's just like this cycle of shame that keeps on building. But as you said, if you're more compassionate with yourself, be realistic about what you can actually do. Take into account what your actual day looks like, not what your fantasy self's day looks like. I know, it's like, honestly, I'm just going to have one meeting. Everyone's going to respect my timeline. It's like, yeah, good one, Megan, throw that in <laughs> Which is why I love um, one of the very first things you just mentioned about kind of sabotaging by painting the rest of your day with the same brush from the mm, morning. Yeah. I always tell people, be very gentle with yourself. Yeah. If something doesn't work out in the morning the way that you wanted it to, just accept and acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. And then realize you have the rest of the day to do at least one thing. Yeah. One thing that can kind of reverse that or at least make you feel like you're in alignment. Do you know what someone said to me recently is, 
it was a very astute observation of my brain. She was, yeah. she was like, why is everything a conflict? As in, mm. if you make a wrong decision here, you have to write it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Having that seesaw yes. of balance in your own mind. Mm. And she asked me to try and approach my day with no seesaw of balance. Just it is Accepted, what it is. Yeah. Right. Oh my I fucking god, it's been a game changer. And it's also really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm like, oh my god, this has gone awful. I need to do this. But it's it's interesting because we do always kind of put things into like bad and good, don't yes. we? And I guess it's still I guess it's related to, you know, fairy tales, yes. hell and heaven, all these different narratives, mythological things, the Greek classics, whatever it yeah. may be that is about good and evil and mm. assuming there is two sides to every story yes. well actually maybe it just is what it is mm. 100% I, I really love that because I that's something I've had to learn as well the hard way that we can't have such a binary lens on everything yeah. it just doesn't work everything coexists and you never know how your day is going to go you never know how that meeting is going to turn out that application that you sent you don't know what the result is mm. going to be but you are absolutely in control of how you respond to it yes. and you're only sabotaging yourself if you think that you can control all of these things but, but you you can't you yeah. can only oh control God. the result and how you react that's yeah. it 100% whoa we did an, one of, I think it was actually our first episode was on morning routines. Yeah. And uh, one of the things we covered was, um, or early early on in series one anyway, yeah. was um, self-talk and how we speak to ourselves in those situations mm. when things are starting to go wrong. And I always say that it's important to s try and speak to yourself the same way you would a friend. So if a friend has fucked something up in their morning what would you say to them compared yes. to how you then speak to yourself about it? Yeah, and, and of course, with our friends, we're like, don't worry about it, babe. It's right? one thing. Move on. You're better than this. You're going to smash the rest of your day. <laughs> but then when it's yourself, you'll be yourself, like, oh, no, you I'm a failure. Waste yeah. space. You never get anything right. This morning, so I was running late. I forgot my laptop. It was one of those, holy heck, what is going to go on today? I yeah. called my co-founder, Ella, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm running late. She's like, yeah, so am I. What's wrong with that? It's fine. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. She's like, is it stressful? It's not stressful. I'm like, no, it's actually not stressful. It's, right? not. it's so good. I love her. Thanks, Anna. Shouts to you. Yes. Okay. So our next section is the live it list, which is um, our real kind of like takeaways for our listeners on what tips and tricks you can give them yes. to um, make real life change to combat to combat self-sabotage. Okay. So what tips have you got? So I have three very good tips that helped me so much. The first one is a book that I found when I would say I was in the depths of my own self-sabotage, when I knew I had so many things that I wanted to create, so many things that I wanted to actually action, mm. but every time I would get close, I would just, as I said right in the beginning, pull back mm. from aligning with my goals. And I just, I didn't have the language for it at the time. But I found this book called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, and it is an absolute game changer. I would recommend getting something like this and just reading even a page in the morning or before bed because mm -hmm. it makes, it's just such a big mindset shift every time. And it does focus quite a lot on self-sabotage, unworthiness, feeling like maybe you don't deserve certain things, maybe you feel you don't deserve to actually achieve your goals. So this book, I'd highly recommend that. And the second thing 
I would always, always recommend come up with one priority for the next day, not three, not five, not ten, just one single thing that yeah. you will actually not a to-do execute. List. No, not a, even just the language of that a to-do list. Isn't that just draining? Yeah. Like who the fuck wants to get a to-do list done? God, and I think it's very easy to get excited about to-do lists when you're feeling motivational, but things like having one priority will carry you through when you're having a sustainable fucking bad day. Yeah. It's sustainable right so i would say always write down even in your notes on your phone it doesn't have to be a profound journal experience just one priority for the next day and the third one is writing a proof list this has proven to be one of the most powerful things this that i do to this bad. very day right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so a proof list is you're going to start a list that you you don't put everything down in one sitting or anything like that you just add to it when you feel like doing it but whenever you get negative thoughts telling yourself that you can't do something who am i to share this post who am i to actually execute this project who am i to take this opportunity whatever your negative self-talk is on a proof list you are going to write one thing again start very small that actually proves that wrong. Mm. So are you telling yourself that, oh my goodness, I could never speak in front of an audience, but a year ago you actually spoke in front of an audience and you didn't die. Yeah. So write, <laughs> write things like that. Just mm. prove yourself and these thoughts wrong mm. because when you're having a really bad day, it's good to refer to something like this to really show yourself with your own writing that actually you're not your thoughts first of all mm. and that you can actually get shit done so a proof list is oh my god it's good we're all it's gonna amazing. be it's like building a that. case for yourself yeah i love that's that that's exactly it and that's also exactly i it. i do find my memory kind of forgets the good stuff yeah all the time and just focuses on the bad stuff so yeah. it'd be really nice to have a list of oh actually that person really was happy about exactly. what you did for them also exactly. i feel like exactly. when i was younger i could do so much more with much less self-doubt and fear mm, and things like that yeah, it's weird, and it? that's really an interesting thing to reflect on because then where did that come from yeah because i never Experience. used to yeah and just conditioning and i i find that the main uh, where it kind of comes from for me for example is just people's projections mm. maybe being told a lot of people especially women when they're very young they're told you're too loud mm. um, good girls don't do that yeah. no one wants to see that come on shh just mm. kind of so each time you're kind of just being suppressed more and more and more. So when you become an adult, you still have that inner child that's been told all of these things. Yeah. But that inner child is the one making the decisions, which yeah. means it's sabotaging the adult's plans, right? So all of this, that's why we need to be very compassionate with ourselves because it's not just you purposefully mm. trying to stop yourself from something mm. it's it's very old stuff but doing things like this like reading certain literature just giving yourself little small tiny digestible exercises it does shift it, it helps with difference. the rewiring for sure mm-hmm. okay that's so for sure okay great so moving on to our next section and note please tara i am not singing the title which oh, is yes, well, done. well thank you um so our next section is called pulp fiction okay this is one of my favorite sections because a lot of well, we're constantly consuming media, everybody's got an opinion, and now it feels like you are 
you know, as valid as your last opinion. Yes. And also opinions are being taken as fact, which I'm noticing is much more Mm. real now. You know, people's opinion are then being repurposed by the media as they were quoted with this and this is the truth. Yes. Which I think is so dangerous. So this section is all around, I guess, fake news and myth busting. Yes. So what myths do you... Have you heard about self-sabotage that you just want to break right through and be like, nah, that is not the case? (laughs) I love this. I love this segment so much. For me, one of the most common things that I hear and something that I genuinely believed myself Mm. was that successful people do not sabotage themselves. And another one to kind of back this one up, right? Confident people do not sabotage themselves. And that is just not true everyone and I mean everyone experiences self-sabotage so to kind of go through um a little bit of the list that I came up with earlier just so I can show you how this shows up for a lot of people Mm. so escapism is a form of self-sabotage so if you are maybe addicted to some kind of vice for some people it's porn it could be alcohol it could be drugs etc that is a form of self-sabotage and uh, delaying as I said is a form of self-sabotage so whether to you it's just that email that you need to respond to that you know you something good will come from it or that application these ones are very common Mm. that's a form of it comparison is a form of self-sabotage hiding and when I say that I mean hiding let's say you are I'll give an example for myself so I'm a mindset coach but for a very long time I resisted actually owning my space as a coach so I would downplay it I wouldn't really tell people what I do so I would just kind of hide now and again I would put it out there but just to say I've done something, but I was hiding. Mm. So that is a form of self-sabotage. So maybe you're someone who's creative. You're someone that has this brilliant idea. You really want to own your space as an expert or whatever it is you do, but you're hiding. Mm. You're like, you don't really want to be seen. Self-sabotage. Um, so procrastination <laughs> and closing up and how I define closing up. And again, I'm saying all of these because successful people and confident people still experience these things. <laughs> We're like laughing right? again. We're just giving yes. each other little eyes yes. and stuff like guilty as well. <laughs> Me too. I have my hand up right now. Me too. Um, closing up is when you feel like things are starting to go too well because you've been used to some kind of undercurrent of stress and chaos and drama. So when things are going too well, you close up a little bit. Self-sabotage. I have my hand up with this one. Um, (laughs) And um, self-sacrifice is a very common one with a lot of women, whereby we feel like we need to do everything. We like to... And sometimes we shifted in a sort of egoic way where we're like it's because i know how i need things to be done so i i am the one that needs to do this that's a form of self-sacrifice when you kind of put aside your own desires and the things you actually want for someone else it could be your partner your children or your colleagues your business partner whatever the case may be um not following up that's another big one so you know there's that thing that you need to follow up with but you're yeah. like oh it can be quite scary as well depending on let's say you're dealing with people who are a certain kind of level mm. so you're like oh not yet i'll just wait on it until i'm quote unquote ready um so that's one and the last one which is very common perfectionism is like rife <laughs> and again <laughs> oh i have my, my hand up 
with this one because perfectionism even with the language because i'm so fascinated with the language we use it can feed your ego because isn't it nicer to say I'm i just like things done properly yeah. i just want things to be right than saying i'm shit scared yeah. of being rejected if this fails yeah. yeah right so perfectionism is a very common one and successful people the most actually the most determined people the most successful the most creative people the ones that have the most to give yeah experience this more than ever because the more you up level you come up with a wall that's bigger than the one that you just knocked down. Mm. So um, I always want people to know that regardless of what level you're at, don't give yourself a hard time, whether you're starting out or whether you've been in business or whatever it is for a very long time. Mm. We all, including myself, experience all of these things that mm. I've just listed. Mm. Every fucking day. Right? Every day. <laughs> and what in I find really interesting ways. is the number of uh, parallels there are between, obviously we've been talking about self-sabotage on a professional level, but yeah. also on a personal level, like yeah. especially like um, in relationships 100%. and like, for example, commitment phobia yes. would be a form of self-sabotage yes. or like, um, you know, going for the wrong kind of person, yes. you know, and repeating those patterns. Self-pleasure. 100%, 100%. And you know what? It's good you bring that up as well. Um, because for me, I realized recently that I wasn't, I was self-sabotaging receiving any kind of love into oh. my life, whereby I would, um, again, that feeling of things are going too well, or mm. that things are going too right. A common widespread one is, you know, putting the, oh, they're too nice for me. And then you sabotage it. Yeah. Because deep down, you feel like you don't deserve that kind of love. Well, you hear it all the time, girls. Right? Oh, he's too much of a nice guy. You know, I like like a bad boy. It's like, oh, snore. Yeah, literally snore. How can you criticise someone for that? It's because you don't know what it looks like. Because another reason why we sabotage ourselves is fear of the unknown. How can you receive a love that you don't know what it looks like? How can you receive the kind of money that you've never Mm. received? Or the promotion that you've, you never thought you could have. Or the kind of job where you now have this amazing job, but you feel like a fraud. Imposter syndrome is, is of course, a big one. But it shows up in so many ways. Mm. So many ways. I also think, just to add to this, yeah. you, you probably... Shh. Sorry. Yes, you're totally <laughs> agree, you're in agreement, mate. Don't sabotage your role on this podcast. Okay, so I also have a knack which... Not a knack, something yeah. that I do really regularly, which I know lots of people do, and I apologise before I need to apologise. Megan mm. is the worst mm. at this. Really? She basically apologises for existing. I'm like, babe. Yeah, oh my gosh! So my husband and I call them PAs. So whenever I do it, he's like, that's a PA. And I'm, it means pointless apology. But I'll be like, so I just wanted to say this. I'm really sorry. And he's like, right. so I'm like delivering the sorry before I've even, right. and I do it in work as well. Right. But I think it's quite a common thing. And I, for me, that's also self-tabotage. Like, why am I setting my, I'm setting myself up for a fail before I even get there. And I see this most commonly. I need to send you the something that I wrote about this, actually. So I see this as well most commonly with women. Because right. for a long time, we've been given this idea that we have to apologize for everything. I remember when I was younger and I'd watch um, sort of bloggers on YouTube, first thing they'd say, I'm sorry I'm not wearing any makeup. And do we not do this all the time? Mm. Like, um, yeah. which you, When you say that, think about it this way for anyone listening. 
you're basically saying, I'm sorry for my face. You're apologizing. Mm. You're apologizing for your face. You're apologizing for who you are. Mm. So when we start to realize that this is what we're doing, it can change everything for you. And you stop uh, with that kind of language because it is self-sabotaging. It's almost like an affirmation. Like I have to apologize, as you said, just for existing all the time. Okay, cool. No sorries coming your way, T. It also (laughs) means that Megan's really good at um, giving genuine apologies when when she does feel... Because she's so well-practiced. I was going to say, but that will also mean it actually means so much, not only to you, but to to other people when you're apologising for something that you genuinely know you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Gets very serious, doesn't it? Okay, great. So, next so ne- our next segment is the quote o'clock. So this is the quote that you live by yes. and um, that, you know, brings you all the motivation that you yes, need. Yes, yes, yes. So this quote is something that I also see as an affirmation. So hopefully for anyone listening to this, you can note it down and use it for yourself. So it's by a, an incredible woman. She's a spiritual life coach. Her name is Abiola Abrams. And the quote is... I am willing to be seen fully and completely. I am willing to be seen fully and completely. I I got the goosebumps right up my back then. Oh my goodness. That quote. That's a big thing, isn't it? Because I don't feel as though anyone really is there yet. Yeah. No. And you know what? That's that's another reason why I love this quote because mm. I know it's a lifelong mantra. Yeah. It's, it's not a work like, in progress. Right? So every single day it's something that I have to look at and remind myself. And on days when I don't want to be seen, when I do want to hide, mm. when I go to something like this, it really does help. Even if I still feel shit after looking at it, it yeah. changes something. Yeah. But um, the reason I think this is so beautiful is because we don't want to be seen. Mm. A lot of us want to hide behind our excellence. We want to hide behind all of it. We just don't want to be seen because what I find is that our power actually scares us, especially as women. Realizing just how fucking powerful you are is scary. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. And again, remember that um when I talk about you realizing your power and you being seen, it's not only exclusive to people that are entrepreneurs or in business or have profiles or whatever. It's for anyone on a daily basis. Yeah. It's about allowing yourself to be seen at your nine to five. Being able to be in that meeting and say, actually, I, yes. have, a, I have a thought on this. Raising That's being hand. seen. Raising, yeah. Literally raising your hand in life. And that can take whatever shape that it needs to. Mm. That is amazing, isn't it? I'm just sitting here thinking... Oh my goodness, I'm a long way off that, but I really want to remind myself of that every yeah. day because it, it will also provide me so much relief. Mm. Just saying that, you know, I don't have to put up a, a front. I don't have to be this type of person that this yes. other person wants me to be. I am just willing to be seen. Mm. Yeah. And that is so powerful. Yes. And you know what? On what you've just said... Even if you were to write the proof list for yourself, which we spoke about earlier, you will realize that you've already been doing it, Mm. that you've already been allowing yourself to be seen. Because if you're a business owner and an entrepreneur, you'd need to be seen in order for it to be successful. So we need to stop being hard on ourselves. Yes, okay, sorry. (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) What? She just apologized to us for her being hard on herself. Guys, I'm literally running my things through my head. 
this is it. Therapy session. <laughs> ha, okay, that brings us on to our next section. And I feel like I should be the pet to the pit, pet to the leg. Pet to the leg. Okay, so our next segment is all about pet talks. Mm-hmm. So pet talks on self-sabotage, I feel as though everyone needs this in yeah. their life. Um, I'm getting my notebook out. I'm ready. <laughs> Hit me. Okay, so this, this is a something that I think a, a problem that will be common across lots and lots of different people. Um, it's something that we've taken a, a comment from Instagram. So here is the challenge. I'm always pressed to kick. <laughs> okay, let me go again. Let me go again. I'm not apologizing. Don't Good lads, there we go. There we go. So here we go again. Take two. I'm always procrastinating on taking actions that I know will benefit me. How do I break that habit? So I love, love, love this one because exactly as you just said, it's literally the default for so many people. Yeah. Procrastination is a very big one. And what I would say to that, the very first thing you need to do is identify your triggers. Mm. You need to know what your triggers are because with a lot of conversations about procrastination, we have so many strategies. So try this thing, create this list, create, but that doesn't work if your mindset is still the same, if you haven't identified what your triggers are. So some things that um, I know are for me are when something is due, if I know that I'm feeling really tired, or if I'm feeling like I'm under pressure, or the big one, when actually there's a great opportunity, Mm. that's when I feel triggered to procrastinate and kind of just delay Mm. a little bit. So knowing what your personal triggers are is really useful. A great example is like at uni, Mm. if you're working on your dissertation or an essay or something, and you're putting it off and putting it off and putting yeah. it off and leaving it to the last minute, yeah. guilty as charged. <laughs> that that's a really that's like an exact like you're not doing that for anyone else. That's yeah. for you. That's for your own future yes. success. Yes. And you know you've got the time to do it. You've got the capability to do it. But there's this thing putting it off, putting it yes. off. And I think it's important to recognise that for what it is as self sabotage because so often whether it's our like mom or or partner or whatever sometimes will be like oh you're being lazy Mm. you're being rubbish and and actually that kind of putting down your confidence is not going to help the situation really what you need is a pep talk to say you can do this you're good enough like you're in charge of your own future so it's in the power's in your hand and you deserve it yes Mm. I love that and I also feel that most of the time why we end up self-sabotaging in relation to procrastination is because we feel overwhelmed. Yes. So I would say whatever the thing is, pick a very kind of tangible thing because usually it's, it is something quite tangible that, you know, that uh, coursework is supposed to do or that work training, whatever it might be. But chip away at the thing. Marginal gains. Right? Honestly, marginal right? gains are a fucking game changer yes. even if you make a tiny who was it i can't remember if it was alistair campbell and i hate to reference it but I feel like it was yeah every day if you try and deliver one percent mm. of the goal that you're getting to you'll get there very quickly 100 wow that's yes. gonna stick with me i like that yeah i'm gonna it's work true. out so what is the one percent of me getting there yeah and let and that's the the goal each day yes yeah, exactly. 100%. chip away at the thing that's so for example this this person that 
is procrastinating mm-hmm. and how to get out of that habit mm-hmm. maybe figuring out one what the trigger is yes. i.e on the procrastination and if it is let's hypothetically say overwhelm then maybe what you do is get rid of the to-do list and yes. just put one thing on the, the to-do list thing. or scrap the to-do list sorry yes. and just have one thing you need to do and that's a marginal gain yeah and then you are not procrastinating exactly mm. and change the name i suggest this to everyone it's no it doesn't have to be a to-do list make it a priority list mm. that changes everything mm. and if you manage to do more than All that goals. one thing right mm. if you manage to do more than that one thing it changes everything and um also just Realize that having awareness ultimately is amazing. For example, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you have some kind of awareness and you know you have the information, but it's action. Yes. Ultimately, it's the action piece. With everything that we've spoken about, without action, it's all pretty much useless. And mm. I think we're in an age right now where there is information overload. <laughs> you know, we, we know all this stuff and it's amazing, it's brilliant, but action is the only way. And yeah. breaking out of procrastination or any of these things we've spoken about it's going to be uncomfortable. There will be some discomfort because you're shifting patterns Mm. and you're changing your narrative. You know, you're changing the narrative of the person that always does everything last minute and you're becoming the person that actually does things on time. Mm. So it will be uncomfortable, but action will be the true testament for sure. Yeah. Oh my God, (laughs) it's life changing. I know, literally, I'm like... (laughs) Right, okay, cool. Don't know how we'll follow this one on because it's pretty epic. <laughs> but that sadly brings us to the end. Oh my goodness, already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really quick. Um, I love that. We have, I mean, it goes without saying, but we have really enjoyed having you with us today. Thank you. Yeah, and Thank I'm sure so that much. the listeners will have got so much. So much. <laughs> Hopefully not this. too much. It might, it's, I think it's <laughs> yeah. going to be one of those ones you need to listen and re-listen and take notes. Take yeah. notes we'll put in the show notes all the, um, any links to any recommendations, so the book recommendations, yes. things like that. And of course, you can go and follow Africa on Instagram. Her personal account is Africa Brooke, and that's Brooke with an E on the end. Or um, her mindset coaching is at discovery.dive. And then there's also the account Cherry Revolution, which is yes. all about owning your sexual power, which yes. is like a whole nother episode. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> returning. Exactly. So we hope you have a great day, listeners, and try and spot your little triggers and your self-sabotage moments and recognizing them's the first step to overcoming it so um we're all a work in progress we yes, are we are happy monday guys happy we monday. love you. Thank you bye thank you for joining us for this episode of the slice a new episode drops every monday at 6 a.m whether you're dealing with a well-being challenge or need some inspiration at work the slice is here to get you motivated and ready to step into your power We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search The Slice Podcast. I've been Tara Starlet, your resident wellness warrior, community marketing expert, and growth guru. You can follow me at Tara Starlet. And I've been Megan Morass, your resident motivational mentor, business owner, and power pep talker. Follow me at Megan Morass. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week for the next Slice.